Could you describe to me your ideal friend? Like, what kind of friendships do you want to have? You know, maybe a group of like three or four people who all know each other pretty well. And on a weekend, we can just say, let's, let's come over to my house and have a barbecue. There's sort of an objective to it, right? But it's not like a clear-cut objective. It's, you know, if it's sort of relaxed enough, people would feel like the conversation pace would kind of be very casual and people would be, you know, casual or drunk or, <laughs> or both. <laughs> I mean, I don't really have like a super high expectation. Like I don't expect my close friend to like come and save me or donate a kidney for me or something. Hmm. Uh, just some people who can get along fine and uh, share like laughter. I feel laughter is like, you know, so priceless. You can't even like work hard for it or buy it, right? You have to just have that. That's Xu Hunk. He's on the West Coast where they've been on lockdown for weeks now. He was feeling especially lonely, so he posted a note online asking if others felt alone during isolation too. Many people commiserated about missing their friends or their routines. Others said that they were short on friends in the first place. Xu Hong counted himself in that group. The exchanges laid bare another thing that self-quarantine is revealing. Just how thin many men's social lives really are. And how little support they have in this crisis. Hello and welcome to Man Up. I'm your host, Eamon Ismail, and on this show, we crack questions big and small about manhood. This week, how the pandemic is leading men to confront their social isolation, and not just because of quarantine. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, Shu Hung has known that he has an issue with friendships for a while now. I think moving around has probably curtailed my uh, sort of human connections. Yeah. You know, I was born in China, in mainland China. And then, uh, you know, at age 12, like my family moved to uh, Canada. I don't have any brothers or sisters. So, that's again a source of the, this lack, this source of loneliness, I think. So, I lived. In Canada for 10 years and then went to the east coast of the United States in New York City and lived there for six years and then I lived in Seattle for six years. Uh, you know, I lived in a dorm in college and uh, I liked the experience where we had a dining hall and I was able to meet like so many different people and just to have that kind of camaraderie and uh, that collective living environment. So I think that I was like the happiest of, of definitely the that was one of the happy, I think the happiest period in my life. And uh, it's hard to kind of replicate that after, uh, you know, you become like a full-on adult. I don't know about you, but I got a little depressed when I graduated and I had like that first shock when I realized <laughs> that I didn't have that 
that community. No, I'm serious. I'm serious, man. It was dark for me because, you know, you're starting your full-time job. You have all of these experiences that you want to share, but nobody to really share it with. You you couldn't go home to your dorm and unpack your day with with 40 or 50 different people, you know? Um, I totally and- understand. And in some ways, like, you know, I was able to have that extended undergrad experience because I did graduate school for a few years and I was able to live in this like really cool dorm with like uh, people from 90 different countries. And I was like super awesome. That's sick. Yeah. Yeah. It's been like, uh, you know, eight years since then. And uh, my social life has definitely like shrank down. I've been living in the, this West Coast city for the last uh, six years. And it's, I wouldn't say I have any close friend here. I mean, normally uh, from Monday to Friday, I go to my office to do sort of, you know, office work. And uh, I find a large part of my happiness and uh, productivity in life comes from being able to be in that environment with, uh, you know, other people whose company I enjoy. And uh, it's all it's a sudden change to working from home kind of took that away and it has uh, kind of a negative effect on my, uh, you know, uh, happiness mood. So if I don't get da- this daily dose of, uh, you know, social interaction, even like a small water cooler conversation, it, it just it feels like I don't want to really do anything. I feel disconnected. Uh, and my mind starts to go kind of a little bit crazy. Like I want to really go out and do some stuff, but I know I'm not really supposed to do that. So what makes keeping in touch with people so difficult right now like what are the what are your challenges on a day-to-day basis i think it's just a matter of like overcoming like the initial kind of inertia of having to contact someone you know so i think like in person also offers that like you might run into some people and then you just start that conversation spontaneously Uh, whereas now like you might have to call somebody but then that person might you don't know them well enough to really call them right like, you know them well enough to say hi in a hallway, but not to make a phone call. But of course, if you don't like, you know, say hi and grow that relationship, you're never going to be closer to that person. Yeah, I have a, a rule. Like if somebody calls me and I don't feel like I know you well enough to pick up the call, I'm just not going to pick up the call. Well, at least you, I think you're in better situation than me. Nobody calls me. so. But let's talk about that. I, I really want to get a sense for what's so hard about making new friends and how satisfied you are with the number of friends that you have now. Yeah, so like I'm not satisfied at all. And I try to put efforts into kind of expanding that, but it's still pretty hard. Um, and I'm not sure why every people feel this way. Maybe one factor is, at least in my, in my line of work, which is like software work, probably applies generally to office work. People spend most of their time like working on their project. So you might occasionally talk to your coworkers, but it's like, you know, you talk about work. You don't really talk about the, the personal life so much. I, I think sort of in the North American culture, there's kind of this expectation of privacy. So people, you know, try not to ask too many things about, you know, how's going at home? Like, are you happy with your marriage? Or you know, all sorts yeah. of questions like that. So, I mean, there's kind of that barrier. And then because of that barrier, people don't really connect. And there's also kind of office politics because people might be competing against each other. So I, I think all three of these things contribute to um, this barrier that you and I both feel. Have you tried to get in touch with anyone during this whole lockdown? 
Yeah, I mean, I contact friends through like Facebook uh, because most of my friends are still from, are not necessarily lo- local to this area. I mean, even before the lockdown, like there are often times when it's like, I, I would feel quite like very lonely. And, uh, but then I just trans- try to translate that into action. I feel that, uh, you know, like loneliness is basically our brain telling us that we have to go out and do something, like make effort, right? And I think like as, as we get older, and graduate from, you know, or get out of school, we have to, uh, you know, actually make it like plan for to do something like, you know, join a sports league. I think, I think that's a big thing. Like find, find an activity which is like social and people do it together to sort of generate that spontaneous interaction. You know, loneliness is one of those things that I try not to feel. Like, I'll just try and make myself busy. I'll go on Instagram and scroll up and down and like things as a way to just have some kind of level of social interaction, even yeah. if it's very shallow. But it, I don't know, it, it doesn't ever make me feel like I'm not lonely. Yeah, I think that's part of the big, you know, part of sort of the masculine culture we live in, right? Uh, because I think loneliness is probably like one of the worst pain. I mean, I would rather probably get kicked or punched or something. Yeah. So that's, that's, that that's exactly what I want to talk about right now, <laughs> that pain, right? No, I'm serious. Yeah. I'm serious. Because we don't ever talk about that as men. We never talk about that. And even when we're by ourselves and we're feeling it, we don't sit with those feelings. We just, you know, try to do anything else. That's what I do, at least. I don't know about you. But... Let's try. Let's let's try like a little experiment right now and just sit with that feeling. What does that do to you? Why would you rather get punched than feel that way? Because that's just like a horrible, debilitating kind of, you know, like a virtual solitary confinement, I would say. Uh, and you just want to scream, but there's no one to like listen to you. So what are you going to do? Like you're going to bang your head against the wall. I mean, it's just a hor- horrible, empty feeling. It was worse, like, you know, when, before I got married, I was, uh, there's some days when it's, like, very hard to do anything. That, that debilitating, like, sadness is, like, hard to overcome. It's very hard. Is there anything that you've learned about yourself during this whole crisis? Uh, to be honest, like, so far, it just reconfirms my... I guess, prior understanding of myself that I'm a, you know, I'm a somewhat extroverted person, like not, not super extroverted based on the test I took, but somewhat extroverted. And, uh, you know, and, and the social connection is like, probably should be the high, I, I mean, I always, always place it as the second pro- highest priority in my life after health. Um, you know, a lot of time people, especially when they're young, like they're men, like we're told that we should like do well in your careers, but I'm pretty sure that's not going to be really making my happiness that much higher. Uh, and health, we don't really have control. It's like, it sounds you kind of eat okay, but maybe the social life, I think it's like we can try to put some effort, but a lot of it is also outside of our control. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hear from a guy who is going through this quarantine, thinking about how much he likes being alone.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Does any part of you wish that you had a roommate right now? Like, just someone to commiserate with? No. <laughs> You know what I really wish that I had was a dog. This is Ben Frisch. He's a podcast producer for Slate. I sit right next to him when we're in the Slate office. Well, usually. But for the last three weeks, he's been alone in his apartment. I've had pretty good luck with roommates, especially since I moved to New York. But I can't imagine wanting to live with them in this moment. Um, I think it's really about this, that sort of idea of control is sort of what it goes back to for me, where it's just like, Mm. I can play whatever music I want, I can play whatever podcasts I want, I don't know, I can be extremely slovenly for days at a time if I need to. In the US, more than 28% of us live alone, and those numbers shoot up in coastal cities like New York and Seattle, where most of us live, and in Manhattan, it's closer to half. Do you have advice for people who are kind of suffering through loneliness right now? Because you seem to be handling it particularly well. Um, I really think that my ability to survive in this context is very particular to my personality, I guess. Uh, but I have really, f- I found doing the virtual hangouts to be really fun. I will say that. Like Netflix party, which if you don't know is the thing where you it you can like watch Netflix movies with other people, and then there's like a chat window, which is a great way to like watch a crappy movie and just rag on it with your friends. And I'm baking bread. I actually have to do a, a bain marie, which I've never done before. So at some point, I actually may have to put some bread in the oven. Do you see like any challenges between ha- making? real social connections in this time with men versus women yeah i think you know the weirdly the image that comes into my mind is not a modern image but like i don't know if this is in clueless or that era of films where you had like women sort of are more used to sort of social networking in groups virtually like all of the girls on a conference call together or something and it's only with this current crisis that I've actually started doing that with some of my guy friends more. I think that there is also an, a, a dimension that has to do specifically with gay men. I think that gay men are a little bit better maybe about mediating their social experiences remotely maybe than straight people are just because Growing up, especially for gay people, it's like you might not know that many that are near you. So you might have more connections with people who might live further away, who you've met online, who you have shared interests with. Um, Whereas, you know, if you're straight, you can just go pick up a new straight friend at the baseball game or I don't know, wherever straight people go to hang out. 
I feel like in situations like this, introverts are going to be fine. But what about extroverts? I'm wondering about them and how they keep their groups of guy friends together in normal times. And what about right now? I'm in a fortunate situation where I, I have a job where I can work from home. And we've been under a work from home mandate for four or five weeks this Wednesday. I honestly can't even remember at this Whoa. point. But um, my biggest source of human face-to-face -face interaction is just going out with a dog and you know, letting him socialize with the neighborhood dogs on the street while me and the owners you know, keep our strict six to 10 foot <laughs> barrier between each other. You know, there are people I can still see from afar and feel like I'm not completely isolated from the rest of the world. This is Dan. Like Shu Hong, he lives on the West Coast in Seattle and has been on lockdown for a while now. He's got his tiny apartment to himself. It's just him and his dog. And that never used to bother him because he was rarely home. But now, like a lot of us, he's forced to be. There's definitely a, a strong feeling of loneliness that I think you have to kind of deal with day by day and combat the best you can. It's those shared moments are what make friendships so special. Um, and it's hard to recreate that in the virtual sense, you know, going to a concert and feeling, you know, the vibrations of on the floor, standing next to one of your best buddies and then talking about it after. That's not really something you can really recreate locked in your apartment. Uh, but you've tried to, right? Yeah, so I have um, a tight-knit group of friends from childhood, and we all, you know, we became tight growing up as the skateboard kids in our town. And these are a group of friends that are kind of scattered across the country. So, I, you know, I, I moved away from my home in the East Coast five years ago. Uh, so they're friends that I get to see maybe once a year. But the situation's actually made it much easier as, for us all to get together virtually just because no one has anything else they can do. Uh, so we've had some, <laughs> some really nice, you know, just little happy hour sessions where you, we maybe have eight or nine or ten people on a video chat. And, uh, you know, that's, that's one of the positive upsides, I guess, of all of this. You know, the people maybe that you don't get to interact with so often, uh, it, they're suddenly as, accept, as accessible as the people you would ordinarily be able to interact with. So... Where are your friends at right now? Like, So uh, we're, we're pretty well scattered. Um, I have some friends in New York, Pennsylvania, Arkansas, Texas, California, and Washington, being myself. Um, so, you know, we, we've, we've got the country pretty well covered. Oh, and I'm sorry. I, poor John Mullen. We also have a friend in Ohio. <laughs> Sometimes we forget about those non-coastal uh, <laughs> non states. Was there ever a time that you were afraid that you would lose touch? It's been, a, I think, losing touch with, with people I care about has been the hardest thing about living, a, a, you know, two and a half thousand miles away from my friends and family. And it's, it's something that definitely bothers me and I think about a lot. And I try, you know, I, I think guys in particular aren't always great about keeping up connections and stuff. And sometimes they get in this habit of just thinking, oh, you know, we won't talk for six months, but we could pick right back up. And maybe you can, but I, you know, I think that there is something more to any relationship than, than that. I think that's oversimplifying the male relationship to think, you know, you, you can talk twice a year and everything's as, as normal as it could be. I totally know what you're talking about. I feel that way and maybe a little naively. Yeah. And I mean, there are people that I, I'm in this weird position where I want, like, I, I, really miss them and I really crave talking to them but I don't know 
that we have enough to maintain like a healthy relationship while I live Mm -hmm. out here. And it's kind of like heartbreaking, you know, old, old childhood friends that I've kind of fallen out of touch that like, I'd love to reconnect with that. I just don't know how possible that is. So are you discovering new ways to hang out with your group friends? Yeah, so one uh, one of the really fun new ways I've discovered is an app called uh, House Party. And what makes it a little bit different than some of the other video chat apps is it's it's a little bit more casual to jump in and join someone. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a friend list kind of like AOL Instant Messenger. And, you know, it's pulled from Facebook or Twitter or, or Instagram or whatnot. So if you and I were chatting, anyone who's either of our friends could basically wave at us and ask to join our house party. And so it's this really kind of like fun friend roulette you can kind of play so the other day i was i had an episode of seinfeld synced up and was uh watching it with my friend ted in california and then out of the blue my buddy antonio who used to be my uh neighbor in brooklyn but now lives in florida and has a little baby girl he waved at me and he popped in and you know we caught up a little bit and ted knows antonio also so it wasn't totally random (laughs) And then he took off and went to bed. And then a little bit later, my uh, old college roommate and friend here in Seattle, Mary, popped in and we chatted for a while. That sort of uh, ease of, of just having conversation, it's kind of cool. And it's something that I don't think I would have probably discovered or used if not for this situation. So, Have you had any reluctance uh, for, for any of these folks to get on the calls? Have you seen any? Has anyone resisted the idea of like meeting up? online so i live in seattle and it's almost as if those people that i would ordinarily hang out with in seattle are a little bit harder to get in touch with on uh you know video chat and this kind of thing or even on the phone so i have found it's more uh the people who i i'm friends with who i wouldn't see otherwise but i'm slowly cracking some of those friends down i've done a couple of video chats with with, with some seattle people how do you convince them you know <laughs> You just kind of, you just kind of nag them a bunch and, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, for a couple of days in a row, I, I keep, every time I, one buddy who I won't name, uh, every time he, he'll, he'll text me, I'll be like, yo man, you gotta get on that house party app so we can hang out so we can watch TV together and all the stuff we would normally do. And what does he and say? Actually, well, just yesterday, I think he finally downloaded it. Um, uh, <laughs> we, we have yet to chat though. Yeah, that feels, that feels smart to me, but also... Uh, like the idea of like making it casual and low stakes, but also the idea of, you know, being comfortable if they come, if they don't come at all, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I think if you say, hey, we're starting this thing, join if you want. And that's another thing, you know, maybe get some other people involved so they don't feel like it's so one-on-one. I do think one-on-one can feel pretty intense. Yeah. I, I want to I get you talking about the difference in how genders get along because there is like a traceable difference. Like... uh it's it's way harder for me to open up with my guy friends, for example. Even if I'm uh, like I have something that I wanted to meet up with them and talk about it, it almost feels like it's a tougher nut to crack because you know just to maintain someone's attention and to keep their attention seems like it's its own challenging task. I recently got out of a relationship, maybe you know, for really right before this whole uh, quarantine thing Damn. started, and that timing was just uh, a matter of irony. But uh, during one of these video chats with my friends, it, it, the subject came up, and I hadn't told most of them about it, and so I was kind of having a heart-to-heart moment. And in the midst of that, one of my buddies, who I think had consumed a few more white claws 
than the rest of us popped into the screen sort of mid like heartfelt explanation and the moment was lost and it was okay <laughs> but I, I you know i think that's one of the one of the difficult things with the virtual you know chatting is there's not there isn't that cadence necessarily you know it's harder it's harder to read the nonverbal cues and but the best way i found to get my friends to kind of participate in the virtual hangout is to come up with an activity to do, whether that be maybe a show to try to synchronize up to at the same time, a happy hour. I've shared making a pizza with a friend just because they were cooking dinner and I was cooking dinner. So we kind of just, you know, set up our laptops and each prepared our own meal. And it was nice. You know, it wasn't the same as preparing that meal for the person in person and sharing it, but it at least felt special and gave us something to bond over. Do you feel like you can be yourself while you're on lockdown? You know, I actually think that the circumstances, you know, because we're all experiencing this in a similar way, we can kind of be our genuine selves. And there actually is this like humbling humanitarian side to what's going on. Everyone's checking in on each other. Everybody's worried about each other. And I, and, and I do think that, um, the interactions I'm having with people, they do feel genuine, you know, over, again, over video chat and whatnot. It doesn't feel forced at all. Yeah, it kind of sounds like you're killing it during this whole COVID thing. I'm not doing too bad. I'm trying to make the best of the situation. So I kind of want to steer this conversation into something a little bit more serious. Sure. If you don't mind. Uh, It's uncomfortable for me to talk about loneliness and this idea of, being comfortable by yourself it almost feels like we're not supposed to be you know Um, absolutely but in a lot of ways we kind of have to be right now for everybody else's safety um do you get lonely like i definitely get lonely and you know it's one of those things that um kind of strikes you at random moments and can often you know kind of catch you off guard especially when your day can be so redundant and in the same you know 650 square feet of apartment Mm. and you know i find when that happens the easiest thing for me to do is just try to maybe reach out to a friend or someone to make plans to do something in the future again it's obviously going to be something virtual but just kind of putting something in the books can be really really i think comforting even though yeah it's not going to be the same level of interaction but um you know I'm, i'm not only am I going through four weeks of isolation, but I'm also, you know, just ended a relationship or got a, you know, had a relationship end. So there's that feeling of loneliness is a bit compounded. So I think I've actually been, I think of my group of friends, I've been the one pushing for, for hangouts and stuff the most aggressively. I, I don't know, man. I still feel like I'm not so sure if I'm lonely or not. Like that's that's the level of loneliness that I'm experiencing or I'm a little bit in denial about it. Like I'll reach yeah. out to people and I'll say I'll miss them and I'll I'll text them, but there's a part of me that hates talking on the phone and when I'm on the phone I'm just at a certain point just looking for any reason to get off. Is there I understand. Yeah, that. Is there is there a yeah. trick here? Is there like something that you need to believe yourself so that you can get the most out of these calls? Yeah, you know, that's tough. I I keep joking to people like this pandemic is going to be what gets millennials finally over their fear of talking on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't don't know if that's actually true. I I do think that the pure audio take is hard. It's hard for me seeing that face to face 
uh, response is so important. Do you have advice for people who are feeling lonely? Yeah, I would say, you know, make plans with a friend to do something. Even if it's something simple as like, hey, let's meet up and have a, a happy hour drink at eight o'clock and, you know, toast each other. I would say that that's a start at least. Um, if you're someone who lives in a part of the country that's more urban, go outside and take a walk, go for a bike ride, do it safely. But look at people, you know, observe, walk down the street and appreciate the things that you see outside and appreciate these little things. I think if you can, if people use this as an opportunity to, uh, you know, take account of their life and, and assess things, but step back, it's not, it, it, it could have some positives. And that's the show. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please hit us with that good rating in the podcasting app. And we also want to hear from you too. If you know a man in your life who's changing right now, or if they're showing you a different side of themselves for better or worse, or if you're a man who's been seeing things differently, tell us what stories you want to hear on Man Up. Call us at 805-626-8707. That's 805-MAN-UP-07. Or you can always email us at manupatslate.com. And don't forget to make sure you subscribe. Come on, this is important because we've got new shows every week. And believe me, you do not want to miss out for real. Man Up is hosted and written by me, Eamon Smain. It's produced by Cameron Drews. Our editors are Jeffrey Bloomer and Lowen Liu. Gabriel Roth is the editorial director of Slate Podcasts. And June Thomas is a senior managing producer of Slate Podcasts. We'll be back next week with more Man Up. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.